listening to Own Your Creativity with story coach Elizabeth Johnston. That's me. And this is part of a series of 14 episodes. From October 14 to 28, I'm going live every day to celebrate my birthday by sharing my thoughts about what is important for the entrepreneurial journey, as well as the importance of nurturing your creativity and reaffirming your spiritual or soul purpose on that journey. Hello, everybody. Elizabeth Johnston here of Own Your Creativity, your story coach for visionary entrepreneurs. So today I'm going to be talking about beauty and the entrepreneur. So today is day 11 of my 14-day sprint leading up to my birthday on October 28. And I am I just can't believe that 11 days have you know already passed. This is amazing. And <clears throat> So as a story coach, I'm also very interested in creativity and it's through stimulating people's creativity that I help them unearth their personal stories that they use in their business. And I use many different prompts and techniques to help them unearth those stories that sometimes they don't even know are there. And and I, I really believe that story and approaching story in a creative way is so important for an entrepreneur. It's so nourishing that that sometimes gets occluded by the drive to make money. <laughs> and making money is a good thing. I want to make that clear that it's a good thing, but it's not the only thing. And, and it really needs to be put into the context of a bigger picture, which creativity, when you're cultivating, it helps you see. And something that I see more and more out there with story and, and AI, using AI for your stories is this disconnect and this distancing between who you really are and the persona that you put out there. And, you know, living your purpose and feeling authentic is all about closing the gap between who you are and who you appear to be. And, and so that's why I'm such an advocate for organic, home, homegrown creativity. And I came across Nancy Adler's work. She's a professor at McGill University. I came across her work a few years ago and I just found her such a breath of fresh air in terms of, you know, academia. Because a lot of times, you know, you're reading these um, scholarly articles and they're really experts talking to experts as opposed to coming down into the real world and what are the real world implications of, of their of their research. But with Nancy Adler, I, I find that she makes it very accessible and, and pertinent. And in her, she has a, 
you know, a series of uh, articles, scholarly articles that she's written about the importance of art and meditation. She's a meditator. She's a painter as well. And she really melds that into her scholarship um, uh, about leadership. And, and I, so I want to share a few things from, you know, from what she's written um, in one of her articles, uh, 21st Century Leadership, A Return to Beauty. Nancy is, um, you know, Nancy quotes um, uh, Aristotle, you know, who said, the soul never thinks without a picture. And, and when you are trying to be authentic in your business, trying to show up in, in a way that feels comfortable with you, um, and doesn't make you feel icky when you're doing sales. Um, you know, that's your soul really wanting to, to be seen. And, you know, we see a picture, we see something that represents the thing that, uh, is inside of us. And some other quotes that another quote that she uses in this article is from Warren Buffett. And Warren Buffett is accredited with saying, I am not a businessman. I am an artist. So I wonder what the world of entrepreneurship would look like, how it would look different um, if, if more of us entrepreneurs thought of ourselves as an artist. And I, and I don't mean, you know, an artist entrepreneur, because there are entrepreneurs who are artists, they sell their, their paintings, or they sell their, their um, sculpture, or, you know, other, other things, novels, whatever. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just the very nature of being an entrepreneur. And, and, and if that was synonymous with being an artist in your mind, how would you show up differently in the world? How would you approach your relationship with your clients or your prospective clients? How would that change? So the other thing that that um, a person that uh, Nancy Adler references is David White, and he's a poet. If you haven't, if you haven't come across David, yeah, David White with a, a Y. I highly recommend that you check him out. He is known for giving, being a keynote speaker on, on basically he's, he was on a mission to save the soul of corporate America. <laughs> so a lot of people find that working in a corporation, working nine to five just sucks the soul out of you. And, and he wanted to help people um, bring the soul back into themselves and into the work that they do. And he's, he's really interesting because in his, in his um, keynote speeches, he, he actually, for a lot of it, will recite his own poetry, other people's poetry as well, but mainly his own poems. And it's so interesting to watch him because it's like he's just having a conversation with you. Uh, you know, at some point you realize like, oh, I think this is one of his poems. <laughs> but you don't necessarily immediately know that. And, um, and, and this is a quote that Nancy Adler 
um, includes from David White. Um, you know, it, well, she uh, prefaces it with that most managers today not only reserve little or no time for reflective silence, they increasingly believe that it is impossible to escape the frenzied pace of work long enough to do so. Now, how many of you entrepreneurs feel that way? That, you know, it's impossible just to take a break, you know, to meditate for an hour a day, forget about it. <laughs> Got too much to do. Um, and um, so she goes on to, to share uh, a quote from David White. And he says, when we are in the buzzing worker bee mode, we do not even have time to find out if our momentum is taking us over the nearest cliff. If we are serious about who we are as leaders and entrepreneurs, all of us must confront the question of quiet and contemplation in the workplace. And so in the case of entrepreneurs, you know, in your workspace and in, in your, you know, headspace, workspace, um, you know, like where where is quiet and contemplation? How have you made a space for that? May have you made a made room in your life for that and similarly how have you made room in your life for your creativity just cultivating your creativity just for the heck of it because it's fun and because it recharges your batteries and when you do you show up in your work so much more clear-headed and more imaginative and you can think out of the box and your critical thinking is enhanced you know cultivating your creativity is an amazing thing. And when you approach using stories in your business from this vantage point, you know, as, as an exercise in creativity, first and foremost, that just happens to give you some useful copy in the end, when you approach it that way, it's much more nourishing to your soul and to your body too. I mean, when you are cultivating your creativity, it has physical effects on your body. You know, there, there was um, a year long study that was done um, on seniors and uh, seniors who had just retired and they followed them for a whole year. And they, you know, one cohort uh, just kind of retired and didn't do anything with, with themselves, just kind of moped around the house or whatever. I don't know exactly what they did, but they weren't active. And the other group were actively involved in creative activities. So it could have been, uh, you know, in a choir, it could be taking a painting class, it could be taking a writing class, it could be taking a dance class. And they did it on a regular basis. It wasn't just a one off thing. And at the end of the year, they found that the people who were being creative had less um, less prescriptions, less visits to the doctor, uh, got sick less, had uh, a lot less uh, depression. Whereas the the people who weren't doing any of that was all the opposite. They were uh, more likely to be depressed. They um, uh, got sick uh, much easier. They were on all sorts of medications. So you know, the, the, your your physical and mental well being is actually directly correlated to how much quiet meditation, silence, and creativity that you allow into, into your life. And I, I think that this is something that most entrepreneurs will eventually come to when, you know, they, they're burnt out and they realize, yikes, 
something's got to change. And, and I think it's so important for all entrepreneurs to realize that, that they've got to make room in their life for their creativity, because that's completely connected to your soul and your soul purpose and showing up authentically and healthy and happy. Right. So, um, and, and also, you know, not thinking about using story just as a means to an end. You know, like I said before, that when you come to unearthing your stories to use in your business, do it in a way that's first just for you, you know, for you to enjoy the process of like, wow, this is what I did. And these are the steps I took to get there. And, oh, I forgot about that that thing that happened just before I had my breakthrough. And, you know, that is wonderful personal development, you know, uh, writing your own personal stories to, to use in your business. It's a wonderful exercise in personal development. And then you, you know, shape it and, and with an eye to your audience, you know, now that's the second stage. So you, you start thinking about, okay, so what part, uh, of this story um, is good for me to share with with my audience and and you know to what degree uh, because sometimes there's some you know things in in the story that maybe you feel are too personal to share and you might want to take them out and you know craft it a little bit so that it actually will speak directly to uh, to uh, to your you know uh, ideal right fit client. And, um, and that's another, uh, another topic that we can uh, go down that rabbit hole uh, some other time, um, you know, you know, crafting the story for your audience versus for yourself. But, but yeah, so like, you know, realizing that, that you have stories and that they're your stories and they are part of who you are. And, um, you know, um, I can't think of who it's, oh, I think it was Kierkegaard. He said that, um, he said that we can't, we don't understand our life. Uh, no, we, um, we don't understand our, we, how did it go? <laughs> um, yeah, we live our life forward, but we understand it backwards. That's it. We live our life forward, but we understand it backwards. And so the only way to really understand who we are right now is to look back and see like, Oh, that's the, the pathway that I took because when we don't stop to, to take a look at how we got to where we are now, we often don't understand the depths or the import of the different steps or experiences that we went through to get to where we are. And once we articulate that to ourselves, we can articulate it to our ideal client. Um, and yeah, so so the other aspect that I wanted to share about Nancy Adler and Return to Beauty is actually uh, in another article she wrote, uh, um, a scholarly article, Leading Beautifully, the Creative Economy and Beyond. And, um, and she uh, quotes John O'Donoghue, uh, who I have talked about, uh, previously in a, a previous episode um, about Anamkara. Uh, he wrote the book about um, soul friends and I was advocating that same concept for entrepreneurs that, you know, uh, we entrepreneurs need a couple of Anamkaras of the 
entrepreneurial type. Um, but you can watch, uh, listen to a, a previous uh, podcast uh, episode of, of mine on that or uh, find my Facebook lives uh, where I talked about that. Um, and so anyway, Nancy Adler is is quoting uh, John O'Donohue here and he and uh, he says, these times are riven with anxiety and uncertainty. In the hearts of people, some natural ease has been broken. Our trust in the future has lost its innocence. We know now that anything can happen. The traditional structures of shelter are shaking. Their foundations revealed to be no longer stone, but sand. We are suddenly thrown back on ourselves. At first, it sounds completely naive to suggest that now might be the time to invoke beauty. Yet this is exactly what we claim. Why? Because there is nowhere else to turn and we are desperate. Furthermore, it is because we have so disastrously neglected the beautiful that we now find ourselves in such a terrible crisis. Um, and so Nancy Adler um, springboards off of that quote from John O'Donohue and talks about uh, leadership in the creative economy and beyond and why it's so important to incorporate a sense of beauty into into your vision for your business and into, you know, how you do business and how you uh, cultivate that uh, quiet and silence in your working environment by maybe the paintings that you use or um, music, you know, quiet sort of um, uh, meditation kind of music, maybe softly in the background or, you know, a crystal on your desk or burning incense or, you know, something like that. So, you know, a recognition that we, we still, we need beauty. And, and as John O'Donohue says, even more so than ever before. So that's what I wanted to share with you today, you know, and I wanted you to, to, to think about how are you showing up in your business? Uh, you know, are you cultivating your creativity and a sense of beauty and awe and wonder in how you're doing business? And if not, like how, how can you adjust your definition of what it means to be an entrepreneur and incorporate creativity and beauty? And, and then, you know, how can, how do you wrestle with Warren Buffett's contention that he's not a businessman, but an artist? And, and what would it be like for you if you thought of what you do as a type of art. So I'd love to hear from you. Uh, what's your take on this? What are your thoughts on this? Uh, please post a comment below if you're watching this on uh, Facebook. And, um, and in the show notes on my podcast, um, I will put um, my, my Facebook group and my contact information there. And you can dialogue with me. All right. So thanks so much, everybody, for listening. And I'll see you tomorrow. Take care, everyone. <music>